0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Torsky Tuesdays. I am your host, Hanani Abraham. And, well, last week we had the introduction for positive parenting, and we started the first paragraph of positive parenting. We are going to continue and hopefully get through the entire introduction today. So, getting right into it. Just as a little bit of a side note, I want to thank those few people that have already reached out in support of this new podcast book. That we started. Well, we've already had over fifty episodes of the podcast, but we've had a few people that have reached out just to say they're looking forward and some a little bit of guidance regarding how to go about reading this book. So, getting right into it over here, in this in the second paragraph of the introduction. Because we ask the question, why are we writing another book? Why is it that there is a need? Or why, why are, we, are, are they, Dr. Schwartz and Dr. Torsky, why are they writing another book from the Torah, Torah perspective of parenting? Whether in giving or attending lectures, it is rare that one walks away with a truly new idea. Yet these lectures have value because they may enhance one's knowledge, knowledge considerably. Material may be organized a bit differently or presented from another perspective, enabling it to be better understood and applied more effectively. This is what the Talbot means. There is no session in the study house that is devoid of something new, meaning there's always something that is going to be learned new from whatever situation you're actually in. Because although the data itself may not be new, the method on which it is handled is new. Which someone once explained to me the concept of why is it that you could see something that you've read before, whether it's a quote, whether it's a, you know, a new piece in scripture. Why is it that, oh, wow, this is amazing. Well, you probably learned that when you were in 12th grade or a, a junior in high school. Why is it all of a sudden now it's hitting you? It's because right now you're in a certain state. You're in a certain presence of knowing who you are, that you're attracted to. To certain things that are called out to you, like oh, that's amazing, but that that's inspirational to me. This type of food, depending on how old you are, how young you are, what's happening in your life, you'll want and be to be, have different things in different situations. So I think that's what he's saying over here. Then, that in the house of study itself, in the in the bate midrashim and in the synagogues, there's nothing new learned. But at the same time, there is always going to be something new learned. While there is no assurance of a new book, regardless of how well the subject is covered, that it will resolve the many difficult problems of parenting, there is no question that both parents and children can help us from whatever source possible. Cultural and social uh, changes have made the tasks both of parenting and of growing up incredibly more difficult. Just in the past few decades, many values, at least in the secular world, have fallen by the wayside. Concepts of more right than wrong have undergone revolutionary changes. Respect for authority of all kinds have disintegrated. Governments at all levels are virtually powerless over crime. Young people are trapped in alcoholism and drug addiction, and I don't know exactly when this book was written, but I would say behavioral addictions and, and online pornography, internet would be a part of that as well. Young people are trapped in the media, bombarded, both young and old, with, uh, with unspeakable violence and inappropriate interests. The Torah world has tried in various ways to circle the wagons, to insulate itself from these demoralizing forces, but the fact is that none of the defenses are impermeable. Excuse the noises here, this is my neighbor uh, that is doing a little bit of work, but we will persevere, the same way we should be doing with parenting as well secular influences oh stopped okay have in have impacted even on torah observant families taking greater or lesser tolls Some of the current literature on parenting is actually supportive of the cultural societal changes advocating allowing a child to grow up with a minimum of restraints and restrictions and leaving him to make up his own mind. This naive approach fails to recognize that behavior patterns may become so ingrained in childhood that even after the maturing person reaches the age of reason and wishes to make some changes, whatever intellectual strength he may try to apply is no match for established habits. Basically, what he's saying is there is importance to have structure. There's importance to have rules. And if at a certain point they're going to realize, oh, I need to make changes, sometimes it could be too late because the habits are already there and it's hard to break. Furthermore, says Dr. Torskian, I'm just going to say Dr. Torsky and Dr. Schwartz for the entire book. Um, hopefully, I will be forgiven by all those that are taking offense to that. Furthermore, there is a plethora of parenting concepts that are mutually contradicting, all the way from advocating firm discipline to broad permissiveness, with each authority implying that deviation from this particular course may result in the child becoming neurotic. The well-read parent may be confused by this cockapony, cacophony, love that word, of voices and may develop an inconsistent approach. I feel like Dr. Torsky has used that word before, but... And very up his, his, his alley for Latin language, or may try to al- alternate parenting techniques switching from one to another when the desired behavior is not immediately forthcoming. Such confusion can, be, can ruin and essentially any results from trying to apply techniques or parenting rather than allowing a methodology of parenting to emerge from a thorough understanding of what parenting is, about and why. I like how he separates the what and the why. And I think that's something we're going to talk about a lot. What is parenting and why are we parenting? Two separate things over here. Trying to raise a physically, emotionally, morally healthy child in today's environment is thus a Herculean task. Also a word that he uses a lot. Great word. And in search of a reliable and consistent approach Parents should turn to the Torah, to the Bible authorities, for clarification on what Torah says about parenting. So, in general, he's talking about quote um, these these issues. I, I realize I say quote unquote a lot. I'm gonna try to calm calm down on that, but call me out on it, please. Anyway, so this book was written originally in 1996. This printing is from is the fourth printing, which is from 1999. And obviously, that's I guess what you we, what we would call on the older side, or a little more weathered. But what's cool is, because of the fact that it's going to go through the Bible, it's going to go through the, the Torah concepts of things. Automatically, the way it's going to be given over is the same then, or should I say, the same now as it was then. And nothing's going to change in that sense. So, uh, just a last sentence there. Parents should turn to the Torah authorities for clarification of what Torah says about parenting. This is certainly a wise step, but the desired solutions may not be readily forthcoming. The Torah and its wisdom are so vast that a rabbi may exponentially be learned and authoritative in many areas, but will not necessarily be, uh, be able to exert in what the Torah teaches about practical aspects of child behavior. The solutions of such problems are surely to be found in Torah literature, as it says in Ethics of Our Fathers. Review it referring to the bible and review it again for everything is within that is in the 5th chapter in the 25th uh, in the in the 26th chapter of the 5th part but in general the concept of everything is there so you just have to go it over and over but not every sage has translated them into practical application While there may not be specific instructions in Torah literature about what to do if a child refuses to go to school, lies, or throws tantrums, there are healthy concepts of parenting which can result in a home environment that will uh, minimize the incidence of such problems and make the parents more capable of dealing with them effectively. There are some specific problems with which rabbis may not be familiar not When I say rabbis here, obviously we're referring to Orthodox Jews, which is what this book was written for, but this podcast is hopefully reaching a little bit more than that. So when we say rabbis here, we mean all clergymen, all people that are in a authoritative religious... we're the authoritative religious hat... It's complex. Children are complex. It's not easy to just say, okay, well, look here, and we know exactly what to do. It's more than that. Every child is different. Every case is different. And no two people that have an anxiety are going through it the same. No two kids that are, that would be diagnosed, and hopefully doesn't happen often, with oppositional defiant disorder, ODD, which we'll hopefully get a chance to talk about more, they're not the same. Their dynamics, the biosocial makeup of things, which... We'll also get to what that means, but long story, of what, long story short of what biosocial is, you have the biology of the person, and you have the psychosocial part of the person. The biology is, the, is the, their genetic makeup, and you have their environment. So the biosocial theory of things changes on every person, every year, every child in the house, let alone different houses. So you can have two people that have the same exact diagnosis, same exact ages, maybe even birthdays, but their homes are completely different. And honestly, you could have two cases of two 10-year-old males that have the same siblings, same ages, same parents. Maybe both parents are even married. They each marry twins, each of the parents. So you could be literally from the same family, but at the same time, it's still different because everybody's genetic makeup is different. So automatically, the way we're going to think about it is, is different. But going back over here, I know I digressed a little bit. There are some specific problems in which clergy or rabbis may not be familiar. In the past, it was given that alcoholism and drug, and drug abuse, in parentheses here, even of prescription and over-the-counter drugs, were not Jewish problems with the understandable result that most rabbis have not dealt with these problems. Times have changed, however, and Jews are no longer immune to the dangers of alcohol, cocaine, heroin, marijuana, and prescription drugs. And being that we are in 2021-22, I guess we can even say that there are even more things that we can add add to that list. I don't know why I addressed it 22. I have no interest in fast-forwarding a year, But we are in 2021. We could add a lot more things to the list after uh, prescription drugs. Although the media is inundated with cases of spousal abuse, the problem as a whole is still largely covered amongst the observant families, which is so interesting because he has, Rabbi Torsky has two books that he talks about um, abuse. Um, One of them I have here, I am so confused. I am so confused. Am I being abused? And another one is, I think it's called A Shame Born in Silence, I think if I remember correctly. Um, maybe one day we'll get a chance to get to those books. But those two books I know deal with a lot about spousal abuse. Um, actually, one of them is written with a originator of how I got into the fields and a mentor that I've looked up to for, for many, many years. But maybe that's, a, again, we'll talk about that book at a different time. The, the Constant Secrecy... Need for secrecy about family problems and emotional are, and often physical illness have resulted in concealment which has often precluded effective resolution of problems. Families may be living in turmoil, presenting a facade of bliss to the public while children suffer helplessly and silently again Remember this is written before social media. So imagine how much worse how much worse it is today. Imagine how much worse some houses have it now that they 've gone through months and months and months of being home with either an abusive parent or an ODD child or in an abusive relationship. Imagine the effect that's having on everyone else that's in the home. Child abuse at one time unthinkable within a Jewish family is unfortunately a reality even when consulting with with professionals information that would be considered a shanda or an embarrassment is often with uh, withheld I think we're going to stop here. You know what, let's read one more to so we can say that we turned the page. And I think our goal will be to turn at least a page or two in the book. I don't think we're going to get a chance, unfortunately, to finish the entire introduction, but we'll do the best we can. While parents are certainly concerned about their child's welfare, the cultural tendency towards concealment may be so great that it may actually overwhelm their considerations for a child. In sharp contrast to the frequent recourse which parents may have to physicians for treating any physical problems the child may main t- uh, may manifest they ignore psychological symptoms this may be at the conscious or unconscious level either the quote unquote chanda complex renders them obvious to these problems or they consciously set it aside deceiving themselves with rationalizations such as it really isn't that bad it's a phase it'll go away by itself while there are indeed symptoms that are transitory and disappear spontaneously. There are others that are more permanent. And consultation with someone who has expertise to distinguish the two is vital. I'm adding the word vital. It's not what he says. He says the word necessary. But as a therapist, I could say the word vital. I think it's a very, very important part over here. So we're going to stop over here talking about the concept of when to go ahead and seek a professional and stuff. And hopefully next time we will God willing, be able to finish the introduction for positive parenting, developing your child's potential. Thank you so, so, so much for joining me on this podcast. I'm looking forward to growth together with all of you. Please reach out with any questions, concerns, or comments, and keep the support coming. And also, if you have any constructive criticism to give me, gladly take it. You can reach out to me at koshercounseling at gmail.com. See you on Sunday.